The Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing. Chapter 4, verse 18, But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Verse 19, The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. Verse 20, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. 
for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. You know, to receive the Word of God, many of us are so close to it that we would have to just be in pure rebellion not to really receive it because it's just all around us. Here in verse 22, it talks about finding the words of God, and it's one thing for them to be near and another thing for us to, you might turn over the rock which they're under or to put something out of the way that we might understand the Word of God. We're being exhorted through the Word. It's not really just a light suggestion. It's an exhortation. My son, attend to my words. That means pay attention to my words. Give it honor. Give it a place in your life. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. In other words, go out of your way to hear my sayings. These words, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep looking at my words. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. That means we, we need to be thinking on and saying the word of God. That keeps it in the midst of our heart. The Lord goes on to say, For they, his words, are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. There are four steps that we can take that will help us reign in life. Step one, confess the word of God and the promises of God until they become a reality in our very spirit. And we are not to get discouraged, but just keep confessing the word of God. Step two, let's make our plans as though the promise in which we are believing for has already manifested itself. Let's make our plans as though the promise in which we are believing for has already manifested itself. Step three, uh, we're to keep the visual image of its reality before us. Yes. Step four, continually rejoice from our heart as we would at the very moment the promise is actually manifested. Here are some things to boldly confess. You might just make a list of these when you get a chance to do that. Things of this nature. Uh, we can confess, I am a new creature in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am more than a conqueror through Christ who loved me. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We can confess the healing of the Lord to our bodies and to our spirit. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. I am delivered from the power of darkness. I am translated into the kingdom of his dear son. I am redeemed from the curse of the law. I am a prosperous person because Jesus became poor that I might be rich. We reign in life as kings by our continual confession of God's word. You know, we're talking about forgiveness today, and there are seen things and there are unseen things, and sometimes those unseen things are what we need to dig out and root out of our life. One day, Jesus was walking along, and he came upon a fig tree. He was actually in the area of Bethany, and he passed a fig tree, and seeing a fig tree afar off, Having leaves, he came, if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. You see, there's some things we're to say to these deep-rooted uh, things that uh, have gotten in our spirit over the years, and maybe even recently. And the Bible says after he said this to this fig tree, his disciples heard it when he said it. Now, there were two areas of this fig tree. There was the scene, which means the trunk and the limbs and the branches and the leaves. 
And then there was the unseen, the part that could not be seen. There was a part that you could see and a part you could not see. The part that could not be seen was the root system. We have a root system. Our root system is the unseen part of us, the spirit person. When Jesus spoke to that fig tree, his words took effect in the unseen area. Because the disciples were watching and they didn't see anything change, they only heard him speak to the tree. It later manifested in the seen area after that he had spoken to the unseen area. Jesus knew that the unseen area was where the tree received its life. The word of the Lord took effect immediately in the unseen area or in the root system. If we want results in the seen area, our physical bodies, we must learn to care for the root system properly. The Bible teaches us that bitterness has a root. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord, looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby Many be defiled. That's from Hebrews chapter 12. You may say, Brother Ingalls, I do not have the power to forgive. I was so mistreated as a child. And I say, yes, you do. You can forgive because God provided forgiveness at the cross for you. You are forgiven, not because you deserve it, but by grace. And, you know, forgiving is a decision. It's not that you have to feel like that you have forgiven somebody. But it's that you go ahead and you do that. When you do that, you'll be like Jesus when he spoke to this root system of this fig tree. You'll be digging something out of your inner being that needs to really be dug out of that. Only on the basis of the atoning death of Jesus Christ on the cross can we receive forgiveness from God. And only on that basis of the grace of God offered to us by his death can we offer forgiveness to others. But God forbid that I should glory. Save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. I was at the cross that Jesus canceled every claim of Satan on my life. Forgiveness, it's a decision. You must choose to forgive, whether you feel like it or not, as you stand on that decision. God in you will love the person who has wronged you. One day you will suddenly realize that you cannot even remember the wrong they committed against you. Receiving the forgiveness of God is also a decision. You choose to believe that God's word is true. If God said he would forgive you, then he will. You may not deserve it, but forgiveness is yours because he loves you and desires to fellowship with you. Romans 8 says there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. David prayed a beautiful prayer for the forgiveness of his sins. He desired to be set apart to God. He said, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. He said, According unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. He said, Purge me with hyssop, a type of faith, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Well, we're reigning in life by one Christ Jesus. 
We can pray the same prayer that David prayed. The Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. Praise God, we have been forgiven, and we have the power to forgive others through Jesus Christ. And in so doing, we'll be speaking to that unseen part, the root system, and we'll be cleansing it. David went on to say, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Uphold me with thy free spirit. Then I will teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. We can pray that prayer. Yes, there's the unseen area. Let's root it out. We're walking in love. I want you to confess this with me. I love everybody. I'm walking in love. I forgive everyone. And anybody that you think of today that this comes across your mind, even if you don't even think you have anything uh, against them, I just say, Lord, I love them and forgive them. I hold nothing in my heart against them. That way well, you just got to be rooting everything up, cleaning everything up. We're reigning in life by walking in love, which is walking in forgiveness. You've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. To order David Ingalls' products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for Radio Time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls.